BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Yevgeny Prigozhtrend. I almost, I almost did Porzingis. I, my brain cannot see the name Prigozhin without wanting to read it as Porzingis because I'm stupid. <laughs> because uh, I'm ignorant and I only know a couple names with dumb as hell, like that. y'all. Uh, I'm Jack. <laughs> that is Miles. Hey. It is early Monday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, these we're we're gonna get into some of the things that are trending over the weekend yeah uh, but first miles we like to check in with each other check yeah. in with ourselves yeah um, and do a little yeah. overrated underrated yeah yeah should i go first this yeah, feels like bad kick us off. <laughs> okay i'll go first uh overrated canapes i was at a okay. like uh like a restaurant lounge that had like on their finger food menu they had like canapes yeah you were and class you know class it, was, it was her majesty's birthday Okay. We're thinking, all right, let's do something interesting. I'm like, I know that word, and I know it's like a or like an appetizer, and then it comes out. That and makes then I'm one like, of us. That's right. It's this shit. It's you know, and I okay. So anyway, all this to say is, you know, a canapé is like any time a little bread type hors d'oeuvre with some shit stacked on top, finger food. It's like you know the one of the most common hors d'oeuvres. But mm. the reason I don't like it. Is because in my mind it sounds a lot better than what you actually get when it comes out. I'm like, man, it's just some shit on a slice of bread. I don't know why I thought it was like a more elevated thing. Yeah. Um, and What's I didn't realize how, specific- how are we getting to canapé? Because it's a French word for, I believe, couch. So the food is just resting upon it like a couch, like a canapé. Or they're inviting you to rest your weary soul upon these delicious. I guess. But then when you think about it, right, I started looking into it, right? Like, I think the origins 
I may have come from the same place where I forget which Spanish king basically was like, y'all need to be serving food with alcohol. And that's how we got tapas. And then uh, from there, we tapa? move on. Yeah. That's why for me, tapas, way better than canapes. Oh, see, tapa. Uh, that's what I like. Wait, well, but, really less, <laughs> less specific, right? Tapas are just small. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like... I I have, like Miles, have you ever done small. with us before? Yeah. Because we're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might want to get out a uh, piece of paper and a uh, pen because... Uh, quick maths really quick. We like to say 2.63 dishes <laughs> per three people. What? We do things a little different. Uh, uh, oh, you but yeah, things like, tapas style? In the world of like easy foods, I prefer like tapas with like a smaller, just a portion. Or pinchos, like in the north of Spain, which their shit is just a more fucking like you know just a wild ass canopy because it's a lot more shit stacked on a piece of oh bread. my god we get it you've been to europe uh okay cool actually um, that brings me to another thing if you go to the north of italy completely yeah. different okay okay here we go but i think it's uh, one of those things the words yeah no um, it's just the word i think and i think just canapé yeah yeah like like it feels like rich people finger food when really like i'm down for just like a fried mess of onions you know it's, I've never it's, gotten it's, a canapé and been like, man, this is a big piece of food. It's always no, it's it, so overpriced. It, they seem to be in an arms race similar to like early mobile phones where they're trying to make it as small as possible. Like it just right, right, right. gets smaller, smaller. I feel like it's a, it's hard to make too. Yeah. So my overrated uh, also from this weekend is uh beach without pulp. So at at some point when I like I, I'm using the Tropicana fresh squeezed orange juice uh, Richter scale as Wait, a as a metaphor beach? here, but at some point when I was a kid, I like decided that the platonic ideal of the beach was sand as pure as the driven snow and like ocean oh. water without anything in it mm-hmm. because like rocks hurt feet. Mm-hmm. Um and and seaweed is nasty, but as an adult, like been taking my kids more to like beaches that have uh all the shit on them, like have all rocks <laughs> yeah, and kelp. like you got it all, <laughs> yeah, kelp, uh, you know, animals in the water. I was at a beach this weekend that like had a tide pool and just the gnarliest shit going on. It's like a <laughs> A fucking lobster and crab, like horror film slaughterhouse. Just, oh, wow. uh, you know, birds doing, doing dirt. Yeah. Um, there were like sea slugs, like just beautifully colored sea slugs. Oh, wow. um, just that, as <laughs> super producer Brian, just beach so nasty. Ugh, yeah. that beach is so nasty. <laughs> fucking um, slugs. But it, yeah, it's, you know, some beaches you can go to and they, it's just, all the stuff from nature documentaries, like the, the remnants of that washed right. up on shore. And it was pretty cool. And it gives you a lot of things to like, talk to kids about. And there was, Oh, so versus like a, not a bunch of wild shit at the beach. You kind of just go and that's the beach kids. And there's the beach Two right. ingredients to my right. beach. What's that? What's that? What's this? What's this? Yeah. Why is that? Why is it eating this? Yeah. Can I eat to that? feel a little smart making making up answers to questions that oh, seem oh, right. What, what'd you freestyle? I think this one's right, but there there were a lot of these seaweeds. <laughs> <I think laughs> there were seaweeds right. with the bubbles in them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They I was explaining that they are usually anchored to the ocean floor and then the bubbles 
float them up to the surface so that they can take advantage of photosynthesis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems right, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard that uh, on Rogan at one point. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm just... That feels like one of those answers that it's logical enough that if someone said it with enough confidence, I'm like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But anyways, beach with pulp, try them out. Um, beaches without pulp. They're also more crowded because that's what everybody's looking for. What is a pulp like, free? Like, is there like, is there a list? Like, you know, like the pulp free beaches versus the ones it's like most with extra of grit. the more popular ones, like the ones where people swim and because you can't really swim in the tide pool so so like we went and there was like the tide pool area and it was pretty sparsely populated with people and then like over a little bit was where everyone was like swimming and surfing and doing that stuff so oh god I mean, if it. you can find one with both then then you're in business thank you you want me to go with my underrated yeah what you got underrated i tried the grimace shake it was not i oh. did not go out of my way to try the grimace shake and you're alive um, and i i'm a, i survived Okay. But my my underrated is not necessarily the grimace shake itself, so much as how little the grimace shake tastes like cum, <laughs> or alternately, how much grimaces come tastes like blueberry milkshake. Um, oh, I've never blueberry? tasted grimace. It's very blueberry. Ah, uh, okay. And like a little vanilla, like hint of creamy, or just more like a blueberry smoothie. Yeah, yeah, like a blueberry, uh, somewhere between a milkshake and a blueberry smoothie. Got it. Which, you know, there, there are reports that certain fruits do, uh, you know, affect go, the flavors. Yeah, affect the flavor yeah. of cum. So I don't know. Maybe Grimace is just a real blueberry hog. It's really the superfoods and antioxidants. Yeah. But there's, <laughs> there's also some disturbing reports about what the Grimace shake is doing. Oh, to my kids. God. Who was it? <laughs> shout out to the young people. Oh, of, who the? F I'm sorry. I, I got to shout you out. Uh, at Ched Earthling tagged us in a fucking tiktok thing on twitter that was just a bunch of videos of kids trying the grimace shake and it was just smash cutting to them in like terrible physical condition like <laughs> passed out on the ground like in the woods naked one right. kid was like holding his dead friend <laughs> just like i'm trying the milkshake cut to yeah. come on man wake up yeah oh shit really well done most of them, it's just, you know, they cut and then the person's in the same location with their shirt off and Grimace shakes splattered all over them. But one of them, they like cut and it like looks like it's a location from the first season of True Detective. The yeah. person's just like half naked, leaned up against a tree with like Grimace shakes dribbling. Yeah. From... <laughs> so congratulations to those young people. Uh, Miles, is there something you think is under? I'm a little disappointed that it's, it it's wasn't like... Not yeah, or like yeah, it like caused you to have like like your blood vessels in your eye burst on one side or something. Yeah, like just too crazy. But okay, it's also who knows, you know, who knows what like whether the grimace shake has is using me as a host is just like speaking through me oh, right no. now and trying to throw people off at scent. Like you know, like I've fucking, partaken some like so, Last of Us type shit. Everyone yeah. becomes part of like a cordyceps network. Yeah, like exactly. intelligence <laughs> um, for me oh underrated kind of more spiritual of just being able to like forgive yourself when you're stressed out uh i yeah. like I, I go through like cycles of stress and you know people are like you're so chill I'm like no nah, i've like i'm, I'm I, I can get i can get stressed baby let me tell you what goes on inside this month uh but about like when you get to that point usually when you're stressed out 
you'll like most of us have this idea of going like, why am I stressed out? I shouldn't be stressed out. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't like being stressed out. Why am yeah. I stressed out? I don't like this. This is not good. This is not. And then you're just stuck in that shit versus being able to just say, I'm stressed. Okay. But also I'm going to forgive myself for being stressed because I don't need to beat my own shit up for being stressed because I have to have some level of self-awareness to know that it's a pattern I have. And then moving through it from that side, rather than like the fighting it, like, why the fuck you just be like, yo, chill, 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 chill. Stop that fucking pattern of rumination for a second. Give yourself a little break. Put your hand on your heart, on your heart and say, I forgive myself. It's okay. You're going through it, but just cover your heart. Um, Also, like your brain is was not designed for this world and it like no. hijacks itself all the time. But yeah, I do that so much where I have a bad feeling and then get mad at myself or like some part of my brain like blames myself for having the bad feeling and then yeah. that compounds on itself. Cause you get like the high school football coach's way of problem solving, yeah. where it's like, come on, O'Brien, get over it. Where's your like, mental your toughness? Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then you get all fucked up because you're like, yeah, that's right. This is bullshit. And then yeah. rather than just like acknowledging, it's really just about acknowledging first and then moving from it there. It's resisting, baby. It's the resistance that hurts. Yeah. What you resist will persist. Mm. Uh, am I in therapy? You decide for yourself. Um, <laughs> you look at my bills. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk uh, the Russian rebellion. Wow. Um, yeah. Russians are just over there doing their thing, vying for our attention like uh. the messy little bitches they are. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, You need to be more about you. Yes. Jeez. What we a get cycle. It. We went from... We went from uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, Putin chef, turned like, you know, mercenary warlord who, you know, does a lot of work for the Russian military abroad, not just in Ukraine, but like places like Syria and Africa, etc. Uh, basically, you just saw like, wait, they I remember seeing one art like article come up about being like potential coup in Russia. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Then you look and you're like, oh, they took over Rostov, which was home of the Southern military uh, command where, which is basically running like the war in Ukraine. A lot of the dis- decisions are being made there. Uh, and then marching towards Moscow and you saw like planes being shot down, yeah. fucking, like trenches being dug up people like opening their arms to the Wagner mercenaries being like, yes, please. You are our new overlords and other people getting mad at them. It was just quite a thing. And then suddenly next thing you know, he was like, okay, you know what? Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to shed blood, so we're gonna go back because that was the plan. So we were just right. pump faking. We were pump faking a coup. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was very, it's very, very odd. And now, yeah. So it definitely feels like that. So the the explanation for what happened here is the like the official or unofficial explanation that seems to be prevailing on Monday morning or like most of the weekend was that Prigozhin had like negotiated a soft landing for himself in Belarus and that Putin. So it it just feels like, I don't know, not very strong man out of character with Putin. Like the guy who normally puts plutonium in your tea. If you cast yeah. out on his professional hockey, like scoring records, right. Um, you'd expect him to have like more of a response. And instead it feels like the, 
the story is that he was just like, yeah, okay, okay, no, we okay, get okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, let's continue to work together. I love this energy from you. Um, let's just, you know, uh, focus it on Ukraine. Okay, I Am get I right? it. You actually kept that same energy from the Telegram group chat. Um, right. <laughs> and you weren't fucking around. Okay, note taken. But again, yeah, like it is, a, it is wild because Prigozhin apparently, allegedly, cut a deal for all of the people that were involved in the uprising and saying that they would not face prosecution for fucking treason or whatever. And then also the ones that didn't participate would also get military contracts. We don't know if any of that's happening. And again, yeah. like you said, Prigozhin was like, I'll exile to Belarus. Right. Um, but you're like, wait, what? What you like, you were just going like so hard on like, we like, we need to fucking kill all the Ukrainians and all this shit. And they're like, all right, I'm going I'm to exile in Belarus. Who knows what's going to happen to the Wagner group now? Because you'd imagine Putin would probably do a lot to start dismantling that based on right. what the fuck just happened. Um, but the the one thing a lot of people are pointing out is that people have not heard from Prigozhin or like the official Wagner like telegram group. Like a lot of it has gone silent. So a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, maybe that's how you fucked up is by thinking that Putin would make a deal with you after all that. So Again, it's hard to know because we don't know where things have landed because we just don't know. It's so we early. don't know. Um, yeah. Somehow, like, if Putin disappeared, Prigozhin, I feel like people would, like, feel like the world is safe again. <laughs> They're like, right. ah, yes, back to a world where Putin is murdering people mysteriously and not acknowledging it. Because, yeah, like, nobody's heard of him from him. They're... Uh, saying he might have been disappeared yeah i think it but it goes to show too like how used to his like autocratic fucking iron fist approach to rule that like suddenly like wait what like you're getting they, they wait you just you just ran out of moscow because you were so shook that Prigozhin was coming to town that's yeah, so very unlike like is that is that confirmed that he left moscow like I, when, it seems to be in a lot of the reporting was yeah. that he left uh, like as this was all happening. And so, so did many other people were trying to leave Moscow too. like the mm. flights were like tripled in price almost. Um, but what that's what's kind of interesting is like he, this is a situation where Putin has his back to the wall, like domestically. Right. Like where right. it's like, dude, they're, they're apparently they're coming for your ass. Yeah. And then somehow it all kind of settles and everything's OK. Nothing to see here. But also, like, he didn't handle it in a way that people would have expected, which is, like, super violent or whatever the fuck it is. And I think it's also, it's having effects all over. Like, at the time, a lot of other countries in the so former Soviet bloc were like, yo, is this our shot right now? Right. Like, well, they're all fucking on the back foot. <laughs> and then in China, too, I know the government is also, like, the perception there is that Russia has been, like, in fat, like, you know, strong as shit. Like, nobody's taking Putin down. And then to see this news, a lot of people are like, what? wait, wait, what? I thought, huh? So, so their state-sponsored media has been mainly telling the story of, like, Russia is just rolling on Ukraine. And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is true. Like, all the, while that was happening, like, they were still fighting in Ukraine. And, like, you know, there were some pretty gnarly counteroffensives happening. But uh, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, I think the, the really confusing part is, like, how, how did you go from we're marching on Moscow to suddenly being like, okay, I'm actually going to Belarus. I'm going to go to Belarus. Exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. it's like the KG or not the KGB, the FSB were going around to some of the families of like Prigozhin's top people and being like, yo, you, you can get got right now. Right. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. So that, I don't know. That makes sense. Because it didn't seem like whatever his strategy was, like there there was 
a noticeable thing that got in the way. So yeah. it was presumably something and happening behind the scenes. Nina Khrushcheva was on Democracy Now! And she's uh, Nikita Khrushchev's granddaughter. Yeah. Um, she was saying, like, this is a really interesting kind of conflict because in Russia, when you have these kinds of events, it's typically reformers coming out against, like, the old guard. And this feels like a group that is, like, full a full-on militarized fascist group trying to come after the very militant Putin regime. And it's like, yeah. whoa, from that side? They're like, Full military like, kid. That yeah, is, yeah. That's a little bit, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit new around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little scary. Um, all right, so those are all theories of what happened, but actually Fox News uh, knows right. what's going on here, yeah. and uh, we'll get into their explanation for what's happening in Russia in a moment. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. 
And we're back. Yeah, so Maria Bartiromo has a theory of what's actually happening here. (laughs) Is it that it's a complicated geopolitical thing? Is it an internal struggle between the the warlords and the military and not agreeing on Ukraine strategy? Wow, do you work for the Biden administration, Miles? Because it sounds like you're just kind of spitting their um, talking points. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have taken money from them in the past, (laughs) Um, but that's neither here nor there. But let's check in with Maria. Does it break through and become a real problem? The White House wanted to give the media something else to cover. And this is the M.O. This is exactly the way they do things. In fact, on Friday, I said, wow, what a blockbuster WhatsApp message. I'm sure there will be an enormous story over the weekend that the White House is going to be pushing to take this story off of the front page. And sure enough, we've got the State Department drumming up all the drama that took place over the weekend in Russia. So I don't know if it's going to break through. The mainstream media has, has an excuse again not to cover it. They're covering everything about Russia and the Wagner group. Yeah, it's true. As if it really. Yeah. Okay. As I think you said, as if it really matters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A coup in a nuclear armed state. (laughs) The most nuclear armed state. um, (laughs) By a like just off their rocker. Maria. uh, White supremacist military. I I don't know what she's trying to say that. The U.S., like, and through the deep state, and I don't know what, I guess, presumably, like, CIA operatives were able to get the Wagner group to actually go through with an attempted armed insurrection, or it's all crisis actors, and it's all visual propaganda, and that's why, or... Maria, how how does it work again? Who who called who to make this happen? I'm just... Yeah. I'm trying to figure that part Unclear. out. I, I want to believe you. I just need a little bit more logic. Vague insinuations is kind of seems to be how this is working. This is also after uh, Senator Marshall Blackburn suggested that the missing Titanic sub was also just a calculated distraction from the case against Hunter Biden. Um, so the Biden administration has been very busy. Uh, yeah. I know, putting people on submarines. And it, what, the WhatsApp message is he was like leaning on somebody to pay him by saying, like, my dad's the president. Don't you know who I am? Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. Okay. I guess that, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I've been seeing that. The fact that like people recognize and have made peace with the fact that Hunter Biden is like the greatest, uh, most elaborate fail son that we've ever seen and yeah yeah or like just like yeah i mean it seems like biden knows he's a a real fuck up or the or the biggest threat to america is hunter (laughs) biden the way all this energy is being put on it it's like y'all have more energy that for hunter biden than fucking al-qaeda right now yeah like it's again everything is in service of hunter biden right now okay he has the the gravitational pull of the sun the s-o-n Mr. Beast said he declined to join the submersible trip. Did you know? Did you see that? That, that, that makes sense. Oh, like he was like, was he offered a ride on it? On that one, yeah. On see, because yeah. another YouTuber did it and said it felt fucking jank when he went on it. And oh. I don't know if they went to fucking Titanic depth, but again, I think that just shows you the kind of like PR campaigns, man. It's like from remember that thing Anna shared in the group text, Sheehan. Yeah, so what like, was that? I actually didn't fully... Oh, that shit is wild. So Shein, which is like huge fast fashion company, like mm-hmm. I think they're probably the biggest now. They sponsored these influencer trips to go to their factories in China 
And like, it was total propaganda. Like the concerns are like, what are the working conditions in these factories? Like, what are the fucking like materials being used? Like, what's the process to do all this stuff? Like I hear there's child labor and like, they were just brought to these like pristine factories that are like not crowded. Everyone's was like smiling. And like the tone of a lot of this influencer content was like, I'm even talking to some of the fact, the factory managers right now. And I asked you guys post some questions you want me to ask. And I said, what about the working conditions? And he said, they have really good wages that that's really competitive and that they don't use bad labor practices. So, yeah. and from what I saw, it looked really clean and you're like, you've been <laughs> fucking played. But again, every, like it, it just, it's funny how much the sort of PR propaganda campaign is so much a part of everything yeah. we do now from every that company. Was, that was one of the strategies that the, uh, sugar magnates used is like they invited a journalist who was even like just threatening to maybe be critical of them they like invited them to the factory like this pr tactic of like we can have a single good location where right. we're not abusing people come look at this one harming people yeah look at this very carefully cultivated a specific press op that we've put and together. And also, I gotta say, I love the fucking five star accommodations they gave me during this this trip. The food was excellent. It's like, right. It's yeah. just so wild how when you look at it, you're like, do you not see what they're doing to you? Yeah. And but again, I'm sure they know kind of what the deal is, and that's why they accept the trip. Uh, did you see the picture of JFK Junior. Uh, or RFK Junior. being Shredsville? Dude, I honestly thought someone used AI to make it look like he was like a Sureño in fucking Pelican <laughs> Bay or some shit. It looks yeah. like a jail yard. Yeah. He's built like he's been he's been, you know, locked down for fucking 20 years. Yeah. He's he's big. He's got it's a shirtless photo, black and white. He's he's got big muscles um and it also like made him make more sense to me somehow because he's like hanging out with first of all he's hanging out with like la personal wellness people it seems like uh who have always had some interesting questions around vaccines i feel like and then right. also just like that scene in succession like the i love you but you're not a serious person thing like right. he's just you know because of his name, people like lend gravity to whatever he says and have since he was like a child. But totally. he's mainly an idiot who like gravitates towards the most provocative thing he thinks will make him sound as smart as people expect him to be. Well, yeah. And he's like one of those broken clocks where he's like right about a couple things. Yes. And then you're like, oh, well, I mean, like he is like anti-war. Like he's he's he is talking about how we have like misplaced emphasis, like in our economy and things like that. But then he goes back to being like the Wi-Fi, though. You're like, okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> the hold on. shut up, dude. Yeah, please. This, this puts him in the category that people will now be like, "Who are you going to trust on your medicine? This pencil neck dipshit, like picture yeah. of a doctor, or this like I, I've seen it with like Joe Rogan before, where they're like, or this guy who's you know who's fucking carved out of solid granite. Deep. Yeah, yeah, right." He's like, yeah, RFK Jr. can do a bunch of steroids, doesn't even get the back knee. That's how next <laughs> level he is. Dude, his forearms look like fucking Christmas hams, though. I, I know. Why. Yeah. I figured I shared this picture with you mainly because I figured you'd be. They look like Christmas hams. Trump they is terrified. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drops out of the race. <laughs> He's like, before, I've seen the other guys, Christie, 
not really worried about him. Tim Scott, kind of feathery, spaghetti arms. Yeah. But RFK, my God, biceps like Christmas hams. I, I, got, I got nothing for <laughs> this. Forearms like also Christmas hams. <laughs> All the way through. I don't know. If his forearms are Christmas hams, I don't even know what to call those biceps. Oil drums. <laughs> um, all right. Oof. Let's take one more break. And we'll come back and talk about some more popular culture things. Have you oh. have you seen anything from the popular culture this week? Oh, we definitely Miles? did. We definitely right. did. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. And the world said hello to Grady Dick at the <laughs> NBA draft. 
Oh yeah, uh-huh. you actually if for people who may have been confused on the last social post for the show uh where Jack was Grady Dick and I was Adam Silver, that's yeah. Grady Dick. That was That just, is Grady Dick. Say hello. Okay, with a super long neck. Um he is he was drafted 13th by the Raptors. Yep. Um he wore a fabulous suit to the draft. Uh beautiful like a, suit. Just beautiful. A bejeweled turtleneck sequined sequined yeah the the turtleneck is like ruby slipper like it all looks like it's made of the material that dorothy's shoes are made from and wizard of oz because he's not in kansas anymore that's why he did that's that. right yeah. it's great it all it all works together i was not aware of him really until i first started seeing pictures and yeah. again immediately thought it was bj from righteous gemstones which yeah. like a lot of people commented on they were yes. like this he's really giving big you know the husband from righteous gemstones energy mm-hmm. and you know he was drafted 13th which i think is like not far from where he was expected to but I, people were like oh man like could you imagine if he just like just sat there being unselected wearing <laughs> that jacket <laughs> rubbing his mitts all right, with the twenty seventh pick, here we go. <laughs> here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, just I, so now that I know who he is, like you, you shared a, a reel of him on social, like dancing. His best TikToks, man. Oh man, what this a kid! Got the Riz, man. He's got the Riz. He it's, also, go ahead. I know. I'm like, is it because? Okay, is it that? His is it? I don't think his Riz comes. You know, <laughs> let me put on my spinny Gen Z cap really quick. Uh, like, is his charisma from the fact that he is just has it coming off his skin, his pores? You just like get out of this man's way, or is it because he owns who he is so well? Because it's not the he's not the coolest looking guy or the best dancer, but he loves what like he yeah. you can tell he loves doing it. Yes, and I think just that's joy. probably what it is. Like you're like, oh, this guy's in his joy zone go ahead i'm not gonna get in the way the name is not hurting either grady dick is yeah. it just sticks in your brain grady i'm not gonna dick. confuse that with porzingis i'll tell you that much definitely uh, not Pugosian, try a new name maybe try Drop grady Pugosian, dick. yeah just call yourself porzingis uh <laughs> but yeah grady dick i mean it's like close to gravy dick which is an image that just kind of <laughs> burrows down into the dark recesses like did did, did that go through your head gravy uh, dick gravy dick no yeah it was i it, not like gravy specifically but i it did sound like a description of a dick like yeah. oh, one of them grady dicks He's got that. you know <laughs> gravy. so i didn't quite go gravy but i did think yeah. of it as an adjective i think gravy dick uh i don't think grade e dick like it's below an f oh god um, which would be not great well, um, grade E for excellent. Yeah, grade E. Like when you're in kindergarten. For excellent. Um, his neck is also the longest neck I've ever seen on a human being. I'm hoping the Raptors aren't going to bring him in and be like, whoops, he's actually a 5'11 guy with a two foot long neck. Because um, <laughs> he kind of appears when you look at a picture of him, like that might be what's going on. Right. The um, turtleneck is a cover that he's all neck. Yeah. yeah like, no, like, man. Look at he ain't these. that tall. It's all neck, man. If he like, if he ran into, if he didn't see a screen coming from that blind side, he might fucking, his head might snap off from the impact. Yeah. So wobbly up there. A little Uh, wobbly. When they asked him about the suit, he said, quote, I'm just being goofy in myself. 
people are going to think I'm crazy, but the mentality was that I'm going to wear this suit probably once in my entire life, so I might as well just go all out. Love it. And there you Love did. Love it for him. You did it, Grady. You I did hope it. he never stops wearing that suit. The shoulder pads also are import, an important yeah. statement that I th- I'm hoping this brings them back to NBA draft suits. I think so, in some cases, these are uh, long, lanky men who could use a little shoulder pad action to yeah. fill out their frame. Absolutely. Wembyama looked pretty good in his teal suit, I gotta say. Yeah, but um, th- this took the fucking, this took all the energy. Like, yeah, I don't I, care honestly, about Wembyama anymore. Maria Bartiromo should be asking why Grady Dick pulled up like this. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> honestly, more than other really, you know, <laughs> relevant news things, I spent a lot of energy talking about this guy's suit. Yeah. Um, and that's an easier op to run, I think, Maria. All right. Uh, Lance Armstrong is back and he is concerned about fairness in sports. Um, despite the fact that he's <laughs> literally Lance Armstrong, uh, he seems like he's going in an OJ direction. Um, uh-huh. like the OJ zone where way? like your public persona is having the gall to say something that like people just can't. Oh. Like I think that one man murdered his ex-wife. Yes. But that's just me. I'm OJ. Now watch yeah. this swing. And I know a thing or two about the carceral system. Like, yeah, right, oh. Right, right. <laughs> oh, right. So, you know, most famous cheater in the world, um, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, uh, one of them, just, for sure. Who just went real hard in his career. Like, I still remember that Nike ad where he where he came out like tried to get ahead of the story and was like, a lot of people say he couldn't win the Tour de France without being on something. He must be on something. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm on. I'm, I'm on, on my his, bike. I'm on this bike. Five in the morning. I'm, I'm on, on my fucking bike. grind, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's what I'm on. Um, but, and then, yeah, he's he's just, and then it turns out he was doing all, like cheating in every way possible. It was like that scene in is it spies like us where he's like got the answers like in his mouth, in his watch. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) In his glasses. Um, he was like a very gifted cheater. I would say like the level of complexity that was going on was pretty intense and impressive once you heard all the details. But anyways, he's trending on Twitter now after he posted a promo video for a podcast series he's making with, Caitlyn Jenner, all about trans women competing in sports. Um, and Armstrong claims to be uniquely positioned to talk about this since he's a cisgender disgraced cyclist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As someone who's taken testosterone to cheat people on the, on the, right. in the athletic world, I guess. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. It's fucking wild, too. Like, his whole, that whole announcement, too, he's like, I think it's worth talking about. It's worth a spirited debate or some shit is what he said. And then Dorm's like, I think you can be supportive of the transgender community, but also what about the transgender question? Like then you've like pivot to like this very grim talk about like, right. Like the fairness of it. You're not there to talk about the fairness of shit. You're again, you want to talk about unserious people. It's this man talking about his concern with the fairness of fucking anything. And then, Caitlyn Jenner using her, you know, a trans identity, her, her, like just her, her, the, the clout that she has, or I guess the notoriety she has as a trans woman and athlete to be like, 
And hey, we're the authorities on this in a time where there's so much rampant homophobia and transphobia. I just, to me, it's like, if you're going to actually, if this is like a threat assessment, right? If I'm being really charitable about his motivations and you're trying to say, I'm, I'm doing this because it's worth talking about because I'm, I'm thinking that these athletes are maybe going to be victims, but I'm, I'm only seeing a handful of athletes that are picked out very intentionally to, to sort of perpetuate this narrative about the danger of trans athletes. Uh, and if I'm actually looking at people that are in danger, it's actually trans people. Yes, exactly. That's, have a fucking spirited debate about the fucking like legal vilification and dismantling of their lives. Yeah. That's probably worth talking about rather than your fucking five people like who lost a swim meet and you're right. like, this is, we got to start talking about this. Gotta even though on these people, what a lot of how research that shows them feel for 15 minutes after that. Yeah. Um, it's also, it's just wild. he's like pretty openly misogynistic. He's never, oh, yeah. This is the first time he's ever commented on women's sports at all. The cynic in me is like, if he does, it's just to be to talk about it. like, this isn't as good as the NBA. This yeah, is as right. good as like the fucking MLS or some shit. Yeah. He, in 2003, uh, when his team's Sognor, is that how we're pronouncing that? Dude, I saw that fucking word and I started talking about canapes. <laughs> it fucked me up. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck. Uh, soin, I, I looked it up. It's like your team masseuse. It's like your, oh, it's um, actually a swanja. Swanj. Um, swanja. Swanja was yeah. one of the first to go public with doping allegations, and he demonized her and called her a quote whore. Um, uh, and then sorry, when another in, one, wait, when someone brought up the fact that like, this motherfucker might be cheating. Yes, in two thousand three, somebody who worked wow. for him. Um, and then when another woman, the wife of one of his teammates, made the same totally accurate allegation, he called her a, quote, crazy bitch, um, oh. but specifically reiterated to her and the press that he never called her a, quote, fat, crazy bitch, uh, which <laughs> I don't know All the right. specific details of that game of telephone, but it just, you know, truly uh, a, a piece of shit who's never given any thought to uh, women's sports of any sort uh, no if anything he's just he's just outing himself as a fucking idiotic transphobe yes and he's using it's this fucking it's just concern trolling of like and walking your way into transphobia being like it's not that i'm saying anything's wrong i'm just concerned yes i'm course. concerned that's why i'm talking about it mm. but you're concerned but your concern is misguided and misdirected and isn't even reasonable because if you're concerned to be with people who are absolutely facing a terrible outcome because we're legislating against them being able to live their fucking lives. How about that? Fuck, um, get on your bike and go do that one. Uh, yeah. seems like a real piece of shit. Um, also <laughs> like just his, his whole energy is so like he, I, I feel like he's going to be, I haven't looked at his clothing, his wardrobe in this. But I feel like he's definitely frozen in like the late night, like when he was at his peak fame, right? Oh like, yeah, it's probably yeah. It's like aughts, tight t-shirts. Yeah, he's wearing tight t-shirts, skinny jeans, itty bitty jeans, <laughs> slick back <laughs> hair. <laughs> and finally, we like to check him at the box office. Uh, the big story from this weekend's box office was that uh, The Flash declined 73% in its second weekend. So 
first weekend was a big disappointment. Yeah. Powered by morbid curiosity. Yes. And then this weekend, 73% decline because everybody who saw this movie and wasn't involved in the marketing campaign that they apparently had going. <laughs> Stephen King, I'm still, I'm still a little... So Stephen King called it like one of the best movies he's seen in a long time on Twitter. <laughs> I still remember that. Like It was like a couple months back before it came out. Stephen? And I was like, huh. So are we, what's, is this so are, just are a, you, are you bad? Are you, <laughs> um, can be bought turns out, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, there's absolutely no appetite for this movie because they like the DC universe was like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. So these are just kind of leftovers. It's like a lame duck, uh, movie from like a lame duck franchise. So, and then it turns out it's also bad. So there's not, right. there's not much to power people wanting to go see it. So across the Spider-Verse, returned to the top slot. Um, Pixar's Elemental was in second. And then right behind The Flash was No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence uh, as a woman willing to have sex with an introverted 19-year-old just for a used Buick is kind of the premise. We looked at the trailer, I think, when it first came out. But it's like a raunchy, R-rated comedy that they don't make anymore. Ribald, even? Ribald. Even. Can we even bring that word back? Or, I remember yeah. that was the way when I was at the video store looking at 80s comedy movies and trying to figure out where there'd be naked ladies. I would see if they called that's it. Uh, ribald. Yeah, like, is this a ribald comedy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, kid, it's ribald. Ah, um, uh, yes. It's R and R for ribald. <laughs> right. <laughs> JM, our writer, uh, went and checked it out and said it was genuinely weird being in a packed theater full of people like, laughing and groaning in discomfort at various parts like yeah. the, it's like the first one of those movies to come out in the theater since bridesmaids there's a scene where jennifer lawrence's character maddie beats the shit out of some teenagers on a beach while completely naked <laughs> she's naked beating up teenagers yeah <laughs> and this is basically being sold as like Stupid. jennifer lawrence is funny the movie which yeah definitely makes sense like she does seem funny and char- like that's a big part of her public persona but it doesn't feel like it's ever been like fully uh the premise of one of her movies like Never. i even saw on on social over the weekend people were like i work at a movie theater and the way you can tell someone is an actual movie star is when people come up to buy it they don't even like know the name of the movie they're like i'll take two tickets for jennifer lawrence please oh really and they were like you get it with her and Tom Hanks, and that's basically it these days. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think I'm like trying to think of when she's ever had a bit of a bit of comedy in her role, or yeah. like a role that's a little bit comedic. And I'm like, I I, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you always see her like do stuff like on like I don't know, like was she on SNL? I'm sure doing yeah. stuff here and there, yeah, but yeah. like. I guess maybe I wonder if that's like her thing. Like she's like, I want to be a comedian, like telling all her reps. She's like, I'm done with this fucking acting shit. I want to do ribald comedy. Mm. Yeah. And it did like kind of middle of the road. It's like it did well for an indie comedy, uh, but it's actually a big studio comedy because it has her in it. And um, yeah, what's that fee like for her to be in it? I think they said 25 million, maybe. Um <laughs> So the budget is reportedly actually that, around $70 million. <laughs> there's, there's, there's your, your problem. problem. 
There it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I guess like I get why so many people are talking about it because we've kind of lost this genre of film, you know, and people are like, I don't know if this does good. Maybe we'll see it come back. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. So Just, there, I mean, there's another R rated comedy coming with uh, Will Ferrell voicing a like dog with, uh, I think, Jamie Foxx. It's called like Strays, maybe? Strays. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. People are kind of looking to for uh keep the r-rated comedy alive in theaters um why do you do you think is there a reason you think it died is it probably because it's just like a marketing like potential like disaster zone where you like you could go all in and then some people are like man people aren't going to the movies for that right now like all those people we used to sell american pie tickets to now are parents yeah i don't know i don't know it's probably just like hard to gauge and also they all seem like I don't know. First of all, you don't get any respect in Hollywood for having like a successful, like you don't get any of the awards or any of the self-serious oh, shit no. that people seem to respect in, in Hollywood. And then, um, like what weren't we saying like in a more revisionist version of the Academy Awards, like bridesmaids should have won more awards. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, especially in Considering the, performing, what was out there. the, the performance yeah. categories, like those are the hardest roles to pull off, but comedies get ignored at award season and probably, like when when it comes to like whether you're hired or fired, but like of the like box office phenomenon in our lifetime, like you know the Hangover was wild. Like that was one of the last times I remember a movie that's like opened wide and like done well, and then like the next weekend did like even better. Like it kept like growing and growing just on like word of mouth. So right. like, there are these examples of hits so it do, it doesn't totally make sense that they would just be like gone completely but i think it's just the version of hollywood that we have right now that is like well but when's the part where there's a uh lightning portal in the sky because that's, right. the, that's the only way people know they're watching a movie otherwise like, just release it on streaming how come the dad didn't get hit in the balls a bunch <laughs> right. what uh, no it's wild like when you look at that like when you search highest grossing quote-unquote comedies first one minions the rise of group yeah yeah, yeah. that i mean <laughs> that, that is where comedies have gone is yeah, to for, d-rated and pg-rated shit for the birds that's right all right those are some of the things that are trending on this monday morning we are back tomorrow with the whole ass episode of the show until mm-hmm. then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy Mm -mm. and we will talk to y'all tomorrow morning bye bye infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. 
Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.